0: Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast.
1: For whom the bell tolls, it is rung and it is over for Le'Veon Bell in New York. It's Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. It's Wednesday morning. It's a beautiful Wednesday morning in New York. It's definitely not a beautiful Wednesday morning in Florham Park, New Jersey, the headquarters of the New York Jets, where they're 0-5. They traded away their best defensive player, Jamal Adams, and they have essentially released their best offensive player, Keyshawn, in Le'Veon Bell, we'll talk to our Jets insider in one moment. Your thoughts before we go into Rich Semini, who will tell us how it all happened minute by minute. Well,
2: he could have been their best offensive player if they utilized him right. Uh, Le'Veon's coming off a hamstring injury. He's been in and out of the lineup throughout his Jet career. But even when he's been healthy, I still feel like that they, for whatever reason, Adam Gase and, and the offensive staff just couldn't figure out how to utilize him the way Todd Haley and the Pittsburgh Steelers did when he was with the Steelers last. And so you, this is what you get. You got, a, you got a head coach who did not necessarily want to sign him and pay him that type of money that Mike McCagna did when he was a general manager. So there was a relationship problem that started way back when and kind of came into where it is today where Le'Veon Bell at 4 o'clock Eastern time will be a free agent and assign with anybody that he chooses to sign with which will probably
0: be like the New England Patriots. And he'll go on to rush for 1,200
2: yards this year.
0: Aren't head coaches supposed to be expert communicators? Like, is this a prerequisite that we have? Ego. I know, but is this a prerequisite that we have lost when you determine a head coach? Yeah, you might be able to come up with the best X's and O's. You might be a brilliant mind. But how you communicate those X's and O's to your players, how you communicate your relationship to those players, that's a pretty important aspect or you know attribute to be a coach. And I just feel like, All-star players that I've seen Adam Gase interact with, there seems to be a communications issue, Key. It's a consistent theme with who he is as a coach. If that goes back to Jarvis Landry and his time with Miami, where he tried to say, hey, look, I'm going to send you to the Browns if you don't get in line. You don't communicate to your star player that way. If that's issues that happened with Le'Veon Bell earlier at training camp, when they got into a little bit of a feud about taking him off the field during a scrimmage, and then Le'Veon Bell going back at him via Twitter, how did you work out that communication? If that's with Jamal Adams, and I know that's more of a Joe Douglas issue, but you could be the person to de-escalate that to how you're working with Sam Darnold, there seems to be a consistent theme here with Adam Gase. And I know I feel like it's a matter of time before it's gone, but somebody I got to call out for what it is now.
2: That's yep. just today's players, you know. They, it's just, yeah, these guys <laughs> As today. he would say, right? They That's rather communicate via <laughs> social media. <laughs> That's just today's players. And Joe okay.
1: Douglas, for those that may not be aware, currently the Jets GM. Welcome back to Keyshawn, J. Will and Zubin. We're coming to you live from above the Heineken River Deck at Pier 17. And let's welcome in ESPN Jets reporter Rich Cimini on the Shell Penzoil performance line. All right, Rich, just take me through and all of our listeners through exactly what happened yesterday minute by minute with the eventuality of him being released.
3: First of all, I want to say it would have been fascinating to cover Keyshawn back with the Jets if we had social media in those days.
2: tell I him, think. Rich. <laughs> tell him. I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have used social media. You know me, Rich. I didn't give y'all anything.
3: Well, Keyshawn would just tell you to your face. Like he would just say it in the locker room how he felt. So at least I give him credit for that. He was accountable. Le'Veon going the uh, the social media route. But anyway, to your question, Zubin. Um, yeah, I mean, just like like Keyshawn just said, I mean, Adam really didn't want to sign him because of the money involved. So that's never a good way to start a relationship. And there were little brush fires over the last 19 months. And, you know, the last straw, the breaking point was Sunday, where he only got one target in the passing game against Arizona. He had some passive-aggressive activity on Twitter, liking some tweets that suggested he should be traded, blew off the media. And, and what happened was on Monday, he sat down with Gase and Douglas. Uh, they talked it out, and they all came to the conclusion that it was best to uh, move on. They did try to trade him over the last two days. The contract was so enormous that they couldn't find a taker and uh, eventually came to the conclusion that they had last night to release him.
2: Let me let me ask you this, Rich, and, and you've been around the team covering it, obviously, as a beat writer for us here at ESPN. Why be stubborn, and and I like to say the stubborn and hard-headed as a head coach, when you have a talent like Le'Veon Bell, why not try to figure out, like Todd Haley did at the Pittsburgh Steelers, how to utilize his skill set and start trying to fit him into your system?
3: Well, you know, I disagree a little bit with that because I've watched him. I mean, Todd Haley did a good job with him. He also had a Hall of Fame quarterback, and at the time he had A.B., who was clearing out a lot of stuff, you know, You know, opening up the box for, for Le'Veon. He ran against a lot of light boxes in Pittsburgh with the Jets. It was a lot of heavy boxes because we all know they don't have that kind of talent on the perimeter. So I, I think it's unfair to dump it all on Gase, the lack of production. Look at the stats at the analytics over the last two years. Le'Veon, there was no glimmer of like where he had one run where you could say, Oh, there it is. That's the guy we've been looking for. There hasn't been any of those flashes. So Rich, I guess
0: when will we start getting some good news out of the jets organization? This seems to be a death by a thousand cuts. If it's Jamal Adams forcing his way out, if it's Le'Veon Bell, if it's what's going on with Sam Darnold, when do you project us to finally get something positive coming from the jets organization?
3: Nothing on the horizon. That's for sure. Uh, I mean, look—it's—it's it's the worst year, and I, I hate to bring up a memory for Keyshawn, yeah. but you know, it, remind, it reminds me a lot of '96. You know, this is the first time they are zero five since '96, and there's some parallels going on. But I think that '96 team was had much more talent on it than the current team. Uh, Keyshawn, I think, would agree with that. And but right now, I don't see any good news on the horizon. they they are going to lose almost every one of their games if not all of their games and you know i think we'll probably have more locker room brush fires uh, along the way
2: oh okay, so is adam Gase coming back next year to be the coach
3: no i mean that that i i would be shocked i mean look i think adam's on a week to week right now they don't have a bye week until week 10 uh, if they're 0 and 9 going into the bye after a monday night loss to the patriots um you know, you could see something happen then. I I don't think Christopher Johnson wants to fire the guy. He really likes him. Look, he he came out after week one and called him a brilliant offensive mind. So I don't think he's, you know, going to be quick to do a 180 and fire the guy. I think he wants to let him ride it out, see if he can get it fixed as some of these injured guys come back and see what happens. But no, Keyshawn, I I would be shocked if he's back in in 21.
0: Rich, what's your insight? Will Sam Darnold be the quarterback for the Jets next year?
3: That is the other. That is the biggest question. Um, you know, if they have the first pick in the draft, I would say no. I mean, how could you pass on a Trevor Lawrence, you know, a generational-type talent according to personnel people? And that's not, that's not a knock on Sam. I mean, the Jets like Sam. Joe Douglas likes Sam, even though he didn't draft him. And they really like his upside, and he's a, he's a good kid. He's a hard worker. But, you know, he's been inconsistent. Whether it was coaching, whether it was supporting cast, he's been inconsistent for three years. And if you got a shot at Trevor Lawrence, a chance to turn the clock back and start over on a rookie contract for a quarterback, which affords you a ton of financial flexibility into the future, the Jets won't be able to pass on that. So do
0: you, if you're Joe Douglas, do you wait as well with Adam Gase and try to go for a guy like Dabble Sweeney as well? If you do get the first pick in the draft?
3: Well, I mean, that would be the uh, Arizona Cardinal way, you know, like they bring Kingsbury and then they, you know, they do the the Kyler Murray thing, which, you know, seems to be promising for them. Um, You know, I don't know what Dabo's, you know, that's a, that's a really, really interesting question. I don't have a really good answer on that. I, you know, Matt rule made the jump from college, you know, to the NFL. He's off to a good start in Carolina. He did have a little NFL background, but with Dabo that, that would be fascinating. Um, I think anything's on the table for the Jets. Um, it's Joe Douglas will be here. He's got four years left on his contract as the GM, so I think he'll be in charge of figuring out the future.
2: Tell me the scoop when you get it, so I can scoop you again, Rich. <laughs>
3: okay, <laughs> that's a, that's another story for another day. But uh, <laughs> we know we know about that. But no, it was uh, yeah, like you said, dark times for the Jets. I've been covering them for a long time. It's probably the darkest it's been since back in that '96
1: season. Oh God, that says a lot. Keyshawn's rookie year, team, and uh, tongue planted firmly in cheek to continue the inside joke for Key and Ree- Rich. Uh, you can book it. That's for sure. Rich, thank you very much.
3: <laughs> you got it.
0: Thank you guys. <laughs> so wait, Take Key, care. give me some insight into these one, really dark one, moments. I was one in
2: fifteen, but guess what? I was good. No, no,
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: no. We was one in fifteen, man. It was God. I was coming. Coming off of you know the Rose Bowl, winning at USC, the whole deal, and we got to the Jets, and it just was a mess. And we had talent, like you said. The next year, we go nine and seven. The year after, they win the AFC Championship game, up by ten at halftime, trying to get to the Super Bowl. It's just coaching, man. It was really coaching. It was bad. It was just a. It was. It was. Think put it this way. You want to move on from there. Mm. It was so bad you wanted to move on from there. You just didn't want to live it again.
1: Yeah, Gason Kotite, the uh, coach for Keys 1-15 team, They've neither of them distinguished themselves. And speaking of not distinguishing themselves, Adam never did in Miami, and that's where the Jets will be. On Sunday. Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Zubin brought to you by Nature Valley. Part crunchy, part creamy, a bit sweet, and a bit salty. Nature Valley sweet and salty peanut bars are bursting with crunchy peanuts dipped in creamy nut butter coating and 100% delicious. Nature Valley, we are better outside. Still to come, it's Keys Real Rankings. This week, it's his top 17. Uh, arbitrary numbers. Indeed. And wait till you see where the Chiefs are.
0: Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. The Podcast.
1: keys real rankings we've had the top nine we've had the top six we've had the top five so it only seems appropriate as we get the prime numbers going here this will be keys real rankings the top seven edition and let's get it going
2: <laughs> number seven titans i've been doing so many curls so I gotta, I gotta lay out the arms you know a lot a lot of people would have the Titans higher, I'm sure, in their rankings because they're undefeated. And, and they're a very good football team. The AFC Championship game last year against Kansas City. They haven't missed a beat. 4-0. and Tannehill is playing like a quarterback who wants to lead his team back to an AFC Championship game. A.J. Brown doing phenomenal things when in the lineup. Derrick Henry still kind of being the bell cow at the running back spot. The defense is playing well. They are 4-0. and There's no question about it. That is why they're in the top seven. Six. Ravens. Big trust. Woo big. woo. woo. <laughs> big, big trust is woo woo, right? They start off the season as one, two, two, one. They go back and forth. But over the last couple of weeks, that passing game has is concerning me a little bit because they're not doing a lot of great things in running the football as well as they did a year ago. The defense, the secondary with two high profile guys in Humphrey and Peters, is struggling a little bit at times. So, it, the, sixth is not bad. I'm, I'm sure a lot of people would like to see them higher. But if you're in the top six, you're in the mix. Five. Chiefs. I'm going to go get the biggest
4: cheeseburger you've ever seen.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I love that, right? Coach Reed loves eating those cheeseburgers. And look, they love eating up W's, although they didn't get one last week against the Raiders. Now – doesn't mean that Kansas City's not superior in the AFC. Doesn't mean any of that because where they sit at five. It just means along the way I've seen some things that make me question how their season is going to end. When you struggle against the Justin Herbert out in LA, against the Chargers, two fifty-eight yard field goals to win that football game. No Cam Newton. You kind of struggle against New England, and then you get popped against the Raiders. There's, there's probably two more losses on their schedule for them this year. <laughs> For Saints, look, despite not having Michael Thomas allegedly getting into an altercation with his teammate in the lineup, (laughs) the Saints are still kind of cranking along. I mean, they figured out how to get the football to other guys. Drew Brees at times looks a little older, but they're winning games. And despite winning games the way that they are, they're still in the first place within their division. Once they get Michael Thomas back, that will energize that offense tremendously I had them pick to go to the Super Bowl, Z and J, and I think that that still will be the case, even though there's a little nepotism involved. Three, Steelers. The last game was the last game. This one was us. And and Mike T right there. And and when you look at the Steelers, they're winning Steeler way. They're playing defense, although the defense is has not been lights out yet. They've been slow to start this year. I think they'll get up to speed. But how great is it to see Big Ben back in the fold and doing some things? They discovered a guy in Claypool, a receiver they drafted out of Notre Dame. They didn't really know what he would be. He's turned out to be basically the number one threat for them which slides Juju Smith Schuster into that role that he needs to be, which is the number two guy as a veteran that knows how to play and get things done. So Pittsburgh, I got them with with along with Cleveland to win that division.
4: <laughs>
2: two Packers.
3: R-E-L-A X. Well look, they were they were Relax. off this
2: week. They were off this week and and they're at the number two spot. Um until they show me something different they'll be at number two, meaning bad football where they drop or really, really better, better, much better than what they've played to move back into the number one spot. It's one of those things where Aaron Rodgers is having an MVP season, but the guy in front of him, the guy that's sitting at the number one spot, is having an MVP season as well. One, Seahawks.
4: Mr. 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 Unlimited.
2: He's got like 1,000 names, right? Unlimited now. Uh, What can you say about Russell Wilson? And what can you say about Seattle's new uh, offense that they're starting to run, which is pass happy, heavy, uh, just enough defensively to bend, don't break, winning football games, a 90-plus-yard drive this past week to come up with a big victory. I mean, against the Minnesota Vikings that had them on the ropes, if Minnesota decided to take the points, this, we may be having a different conversation about Seattle, but guess what? They didn't. Doesn't mean that Russell Wilson didn't go 90 yards to cap it
1: off. Key referencing the fourth down stop the Seahawks had, leading to a fourth down touchdown pass from Russell Wilson on the other side of the field on Sunday night, and those are Key's real rankings. Before we get Jay's thoughts on it, I just want to mention the well, Seahawks. Well, your thoughts too, not well, just Jay's. I want to get Jay's thoughts hey. first, though. Seahawks off this week, so what? Mr. Unlimited will be limited. He won't be able to go. Relaxing. By the way. Teams two and three. I just want to mention this. I know it's Wednesday. We don't start talking about the league's Sunday games until just a little bit. Just to whet your appetite, Jay and Key. Key's number two team, the Packers. They got the Bucks, Rodgers and Brady, and then Pittsburgh's got Cleveland. We'll see how, for real, the Browns are. What do you got, Jay? Wait a second.
0: What do you want? What the hell are you thinking, Key? About who? You got the Saints above the Chiefs? Yeah. I'm with
1: him on that. I'm
2: with you, Jay. Yeah. How? how? Because it's my damn ranking. No, but how, I, how do you
0: justify it?
2: Because, well, because, wait. Well, here's you, how you, I justify you, it. First of all, my nephew's not playing. Michael Thomas okay. is not in the lineup. You have two so bosses. I'm project. So I'm projecting once he's in the lineup, okay. then they will be a much better football team. The Chiefs are kind of, for me, just you
0: kind can't of... You can speak for anybody else. We understand you're talking for
2: They're you. kind of just there. They're not explosive like you want to see... They barely got out of, I won't say San Diego, barely got out of L.A. They struggled against New England. They didn't have Cam Newton. And they got popped against the Raiders. So when I start to see that, some more losses are coming. Where I think New Orleans not having Mikey in the lineup, they're still winning games and they're only going to get stronger. That's just me.
0: Okay, so you're holding And there's some
2: nepotism in there, and yes, I'm there is.
0: You're holding it against the Chiefs because they struggled in games that they actually won. So you're against holding it against them. Against teams that were okay, not supposed so to all I'm saying is give them that fit. You're holding it against them for games yes, that they won. Okay. I actually am. All right, so then the Packers, you have them above two, which is interesting to me because the Packers have beaten the Vikings, the Lions, the Falcons, and the Saints. Which In an amazing hear,
2: fashion, took care of business the way that they were supposed to.
0: Okay, but three out of those four teams are horrible teams. They're not horrible teams. The Vikings are a good team? You put them in front of the dudes, they blow them out. No, 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 no. no, 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 no. The Vikings are a good team? The Vikings are not a good team. The Lions are a good team? No, they're not. The Falcons are a good team? No, they're not. Thank you. So three out of the four teams are horrible teams. They blow them out the
2: way that you're supposed to blow teams out. They don't play with them. Okay. Where I I would like to see the the Packers have not done that. Okay. That's all. What but
0: there's saying, nothing crazy, wrong with he, being in the top that's seven. That's crazy you got the Chiefs. I think the Steelers are one of the best teams in football. I agree with you on that. But the Chiefs are not number five.
1: Here's like the real that's question. bad. What's the gap between Seattle and Green Bay? You have Seattle at one, Green Bay at two. What's the gap?
2: The gap would probably be here.
1: And you're referencing not, your not thumb small. and your forefinger. Small. It's this very,
2: very tight. It's very, tight. Okay. very tight. If this was a... Regular season, like a regular year, it would swing based on where they play for me. If they're playing in Seattle, I'm probably favoring Seattle. In Green Bay, I'm probably going to favor Green Bay. They
1: had a couple legendary games
0: between the two in Seattle, as yeah. you know. Yeah. I, just, I would have Seattle number one. I would have... It Chiefs. ain't your damn ranking. Now it's my ranking. I'm Jay's coming real with ranking. Thank you. Jeez. Seattle number one, <laughs> the Chiefs two. number two, and then Pittsburgh number three. Those would be my top three. I would not have... The Kansas City Chiefs. No wonder you played basketball. Out of the top four. And not football. I just watch football a ton. I'm allowed to have my own rankings.
1: Let me ask you. Jay has, uh, excuse me, he has got, he says that affectionately, by the way. He's got the Titans at seven after their performance yesterday. Again, another team that has played some close games. Field goals won uh, on the foot of Guskowski. But he doesn't hold out against the Titans though,
0: right? Because they won the games they're supposed they to win. Even, but won. I'm gonna hold it against the Chiefs because they won the games, they're supposed to win. Ten- what? Tennessee's a good football
2: team. They're solid. But do I think they could beat the Chiefs? No. No, I don't. But, do, I think but, but they, Keith, do I think they can beat the Ravens? No. Keith, do I think they can beat the Saints? No. Do I think they can beat Green Bay? No. Do I think here. they can beat Seattle? No.
0: But, but, but you're No. Here. But wait, Key. No. Key, the, the, the same <laughs> no. reason. That, wait. The same reasoning you're using to have the Titans in the top seven, you're using against the Chiefs to not have them in the top no, three. You know that, not, right? No,
5: no, 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 okay. no, no, no. Okay.
0: I'm so, looking. The Chiefs beat a rookie quarterback that didn't even know he would start. It took okay. two fifty-eight so yard Titans field goals. The Helmer. has taken field goals by Gauskowski late in games to you're win. Not, you by being, the Broncos, the Jags, and the Vikings. You're saying, well, they're winning games. That's good. But now J- that reasoning, Jason, you're saying that J- the Chiefs J- are not in the top three because they won games J- Jason, close, but they Jason, still won. Jason Williams, I love when you call me by my full government. Name. I'm looking at the <laughs> games. And I'm
2: looking at how they're playing. That is why they're ranked where they're ranked. I'm not looking at the score, the win-loss column, who they played. I'm looking at how they played, the teams in which they beat or lost. That is how I get my rankings. Wait. I'm not – this is not FPI.
0: This, this is not that. Evan, team, can you just please – can somebody just replay – what Keyshawn just said. He just contradicted himself. No, I did not. He just said he you don't look at win columns, losses, and how they lose, but then you go back and you just talked about wins no. and how they lose. Jason. Can you guys Williams. play it back for me, please? Did <laughs> you guys hear just what I heard? Jason. Williams. He's talking himself in circles right now. I
2: <laughs> I look at the games <laughs> in the way that Kansas City struggled against a rookie quarterback that did not know he was even starting until the coach walked over there and told him Herbert. Herbert, Justin Herbert,
0: I factored that playing in. Playing pretty well right now.
2: Now, but be quiet, man. Wait. Now, and I look at Brian Hoyer and Jared Stenham, Kansas City's supposed
0: Bill, to Bill, blow them out. Bill Belichick. I don't
2: give a Time damn. They're out. supposed Time to blow out. I understand them understand
0: but Bill out. Belichick's system, you always hear we talk I about I
2: understand this. that, but they're supposed to blow them out and with that And their defense is really good. I mean, blow they, they them out. No excuses. Blow them out. They struggled. Zubin. A Raider team that came off two losses in Kansas City, they let the Raiders run ragged around them, take them to the woodshed. Do
0: you hear what I'm saying, Zubin? Man, Does it make sense to you? you, you just Does stop, it make man. sense to you, Zubin? Move on, if it makes sense to you, then I know I'm okay. Here's Z- the one thing. Do what you need to do to get the sports center.
1: Gotcha. Let me follow the directions. I'll give you guys, uh, we'll, we'll end with an olive branch here. We have to compromise. Love the passion, obviously. I think we can all agree that if we had our bottom 32 rankings, Key's real rankings from 25 to 32, the Jets would be <laughs> at 32. No, I
2: might put them at three.
1: <laughs> three from the bottom because <laughs> it's my ranking okay. gotcha uh, gotcha let's uh. say the jets are at 32 and speaking of we're asking the Keyshawn j will and zuba nation speaking of the jets Le'Veon bell's release which we'll talk about with the super bowl winner ryan clark here in just a second is this more of an indictment on the jets or Le'Veon bell 64 percent have weighed in and said this is all on the team including at untouchable 1953 he just hit us up at the dr pepper twitter feed Untouchable nineteen fifty three weighing in with quote, he averaged three point three yards per carry as a jet. It's an indictment on the entire situation, a complete failure. Good way to good way to sum that up.
0: That's the best possible point. Doesn't matter if he was a disgruntled employee. With all the optics that have followed this organization for so long, it's just going to fit underneath. It's like D, all the above.
1: And it's a pleasure to be joined to the Shell Pennzoil performance line this morning by the Super Bowl champion Ryan Clark, who you can see on Get Up in 28 minutes. He'll also be with Stephen A., Molly, and Max on First Take at 10 a.m. But before he does any of that, he joins Keyshawn, J., Will, and Zubin. Good morning, Ryan. First things first, what do you make of the whole Le'Veon Bell mess that has now been resolved with his release by the New York Jets?
5: You know, some relationships just weren't meant to be, and I don't think this was one. Le'Veon Bell forced his way out of Pittsburgh. He he didn't like the deal that they offered. He wanted more money. He took a year off. He goes from being what many thought was the best back in the the league to being a guy who no one even noticed played on the NFL football team, and I think when you get around a bad organization, a bad coach, bad offensive lineman, other bad players— that kind of rubs off on you. That kind of stink is hard to wash off on game day. And so now Le'Veon Bell gets an opportunity to reinvent himself. And so maybe he goes to a team that's a winner, that has good players around, and we can see some of that talent we used to see in Pittsburgh.
2: How much does he have left in the tank, R.C.?
5: You know what? I think Lev can still play. If you've ever watched him play, Key, you, you you know you know that he doesn't have breakaway speed. And when you're playing on a team like the New York Jets, you don't often get a chance to get in the groove. You don't often often get a chance to get 25 meaningful carries where you can go four yards, eight yards, two yards, ten yards, but at the end of the night end up with three catches for 30 yards or have over 100 yards rushing because most of the time you was losing. And so when you look at Le'Veon Bell, he has to now – be a part of a committee, which we see on many teams. I think that he can help a team. He's still a versatile chess piece that you could use in the past game as well. I just don't know if he can be that dude going forward. And he has to understand that. And the team that he eventually ends up on has to understand that as well.
2: You you know the Pittsburgh Steelers very well because you played and you still have a connection there. Mm. Any possibility whatsoever that Mike Tomlin can revisit, Mr. Rooney can revisit, Mm.
5: Yeah, I I think so. Listen, Kevin Colbert is about winning. He's the GM of the Pittsburgh Steelers. And even when I was there, we would have people leave, go places, and not be successful and come back to be Pittsburgh Steelers and kind of fit right back into where they were when they left. I mean, you think about Snell and Connor and Samuel, and you don't necessarily know if Le'Veon Bell goes back there just because of the crowded backfield. But the Pittsburgh Steelers are about business. And if business makes sense for them, if you can get Le'Veon Bell at a million dollars for the rest of the season and you're trying to make that Super Bowl run, I think this is something they will explore. Whether or not Le'Veon wants to go back will be a whole other thing because you know how egos get involved. And sometimes you don't want to have to tuck your tail and run back home to your parents when you told them you wanted to move out in the first place.
0: R.C., let's talk about the Titans versus Bills game last night. Should Bills fans be concerned about Josh Allen throw two INTs?
5: Absolutely not. Uh, The the, the second INT to Malcolm Butler was disgusting. It, it, It was one of those boneheaded plays that quarterbacks can't make. But I felt like he was trying to force things. But if you watch the rest of that game, Josh Allen was actually pretty darn good. Think about the touchdown pass. To TJ Yeldon in the back of the end zone that's not a, a pass that many quarterbacks can make moving out to their left throwing the laser into the end zone and Stefan Diggs how effective he was early on in the first half Cole Beasley coming out in the second half and those guys attacking the zone very well and so I think if you really were focusing in on Josh Allen his game and his play you kind of come out a little bit encouraged by what you saw was it as good as it was the last four weeks in the fourth quarter absolutely not but when you look at Josh Allen, his talent level, the way that he's playing the game, that's a bump in the road. Quarterbacks have bad games. We can't use that as something to be an indictment on who he's going to be going forward. So I'm actually a little bit pleased with watching him play, have some mistakes, but still make those physical plays that not many quarterbacks in the league can't.
0: So with that being said, what does this game say about the Titans, right? Because obviously it took field goals for them to beat the Broncos, Jags, and Vikings, but obviously they came out here the defense was on point.
5: Man, you know what, Jay, this has been the problem with the Titans. Think about last year when the Titans were making their run to the AFC Championship. Every week, I was like, oh, they're going to lose. Oh, they stink. The Titans are fool's gold. They aren't good. But all they did was win games. All they've done is won football games since Ryan Tannehill became their starter at quarterback. And I kind of heard you and Key arguing about where the Titans fit when we start to rank these teams. You have to start taking them and considering them a contender. They play a brand of football that works for them. It's ugly, and they may beat Jacksonville by a field goal. You beat the Denver Broncos by a field goal, and then you come out and dog stump the Buffalo Bills and go six for six in the Reds. i think this team just finds ways to win and that's the name of the game in the nfl pretty or ugly you have to respect them and this team is a true contender in the afc
2: so when you look at the teams in the afc or any nfc for that matter as a whole in the nfl where would you put the titans amongst the top teams in the league
5: the titans for me would come in at, at five or six I think it depends on how you see them with the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, I know you think you said you had Seattle at top. I would have Green Bay at the top. The Titans would fall behind the Pittsburgh Steelers to me. They would fall behind the Kansas City Chiefs to me as well. But when you look at this team being undefeated and just finding ways to win, especially after the ordeal they just dealt with with COVID-19, you have to respect what Mike Vrabel is doing. And so to me, they're tinkering right on the end of my top five teams in the entire entire league and you know you look at them as a top three or four team in the afc that you'll be seeing in the playoffs
0: so wait rc you're saying it would be asinine in rc's power rankings man shut up he ain't chiefs, said nothing like that fifth with best the best team in Duke nfl right Which man get out of to tell me rc dude. is that this what you're ch- trying to confirm for me rc right?
5: yeah the, the the chiefs to me are still um a top three team the Chiefs, the Chiefs are are still that good to me. I'm not listening. To, I'm not
0: listening to RC either. Thank you for your
5: professional I, I, I,
0: expert opinion. I, RC. I, I don't <laughs> like
5: them as a top three team. That's Thank just <laughs> me. That's just me. That's my rankings. And if yeah, you and keep, I, hey, look, RC, everybody had if if,
2: if you keep agreeing with knucklehead over here, I'm gonna have to do you like Henry did Josh Norman last night. <laughs>
5: He ain't going to do that to you, R.C. Don't let this man disrespect you. Hey, hey, this is what I know. All I know is this. You weigh as much as Henry, but I for sure ain't Josh Allen, so I ain't tripping on that.
1: We're going to see on Sports Center Ryan Clark in just a minute. He wasn't even plugged in listening to that conversation. Those guys were talking so loud. Ryan heard it at his house in Louisiana up from here in New York. Telling we'll you see right on Sports Center in a couple minutes, Telling man. I right really now, appreciate it. Ryan will put Keyshawn to sleep now. I see Ryan
0: put people to sleep now.
1: So Ryan's got the Chiefs at about three. <laughs> if he Stop. weren't with us on Key's Real Rankings, uh, Key's got the Chiefs at number five, and that certainly set off uh, Jay in one spot ahead. Uh, of the Chiefs would be the New Orleans Saints.
2: Yeah, that's right. Nepotism. I'm putting him, he he coming back out, and he going to come back out doing his thing. That would be Michael
1: Thomas. His nephew and the Saints' top wide receiver who's been out for injury slash disciplinary. Uh, allegedly. Allegedly on the last one. <laughs> Although there's your C.J. Gardner-Johnson, probably definitively. Still to come. <laughs> how much should LeBron care about his legacy? Keyshawn, J. Will, and Subin, the podcast. From A to Z, brought to you by Redbox, new at Redbox, irresistible, a hilarious comedy from the writer-director John Stewart, starring Steve Carell and Rose Byrne. Visit Redbox.com for all the ways... To watch. The Yankees will be watching the World Series. They've been eliminated. Hal Steinbrenner, the team's principal owner, day-to-day decision maker, apologizing to Yankee fans on the Michael K. Show on 98.7 ESPN New York. I'm very disappointed. Obviously, we invested a lot of time, energy, money into the team last off season, and we all felt we had a team that could win a championship, and we failed to do that. We didn't even come. Close. Are we going to get close to a Florida LSU game this weekend? Well, the Gators have 19 positive tests scheduled for 4 Eastern Saturday on ESPN. We'll talk to Jimbo Fisher, head coach of Texas A&M at 810 Eastern. They just played Florida. How concerned is he? NBA coaching news, Ty Lue in the mix for the Rockets and the Clippers. Jeff Van Gundy in the mix for the Rockets job. That would be his second go around in Houston. And his brother, Stan Van Gundy, is a finalist for the Pelicans a reminder: LeBron James winning his fourth NBA Finals and fourth Finals MVP was the MVP moment of the week. Brought to you by Sport Clips. Now on with on deck text alert: Sport Clips. It's good to be a guy. We are presented by Progressive Insurance and Stephen A. Yesterday on first take, taking a rather progressive stance for a guy in his fifties who saw Michael Jordan. For those of you half his age that didn't really see Michael, you might not be able to understand this particular take. But those of age, maybe nodding along with Stephen A. LeBron may not want to hear this.
2: I got bad news for LeBron James. Consider yourself disrespected because you will never be my number one. He will be number two, but not my number one. It will Mm. never be universal because as long as I'm living and breathing, I've got breath in my body and I got a voice and I got vocal cords. You will hear me say LeBron James is no Michael Jordan,
1: period. Wow. So there's nothing he can do. That was going to be my my next question. There's nothing nothing you could see him doing. Nothing. Even if he gets to six.
2: Nothing. How come? You know why? Do you know why? I tell you what, I apologize. There is one thing he can do. Erase the six NBA Finals losses.
1: I think we all know Stephen A's vocal cords. That's been well established over the years. Jay, what do you think? (sighs)
0: So three days after the Lakers win the World Championship, through a pandemic, congrats, Key, through social injustice, through the season stopping, picking back up, being in a bubble, unprecedented times, the loss of Kobe Bryant, winning it for the Lakers organization, we're choosing to have a conversation to say that about LeBron James. I know we're in the media. I know we have to do our jobs, and there are topics that come up. You know, we have to discuss things of that sort. But I truly feel it's so disrespectful to LeBron James, a guy who just won his fourth world championship on his third different team, Mm -hmm. to all of a sudden then go down and say, this is why LeBron will never, ever be there. Why can't we just praise LeBron for a little bit? How come we can't just say, you did a hell of a job (laughs) throughout the midst of a pandemic and in a bubble with Anthony Davis, regardless of whoever they had to beat. They still went out, like he would say, and beat the teams they're supposed to beat. I just feel like we constantly get lost in this battle of dissecting art all the time and who's the best and who's the greatest of all time. And he'll never be my number one. Well, so what? For a lot of other people, he's going to be other people's number ones. Let's just sit there and applaud him for at least a little bit, at least more than two, three days before we start dismantling him, saying that he's never going to be the greatest and making him feel less than appreciating his greatness. That's all I'm saying.
2: I don't. I don't know that he feels less. I don't. Think I'm not saying cares. that
0: he feels less. I'm just saying before we start spewing out, we can't even like. There's no. At least could there be some boundary time, Key? Can it be like a week before we start going into? No, automatically? man. You
2: said this is the business, right? right man, it's the business. This but is man. what it is. He can't erase the six that defeats. But,
4: but, Jordan, on, but, come, but
2: Jordan can't add the other four to his resume either at getting to the championship because he didn't get there. LeBron got there 10 times, man.
1: I don't care what nobody say. He got there 10 times. He got there 10 times. This is an age debate. You said it before the show. This is simply an age debate. If you are of Stephen A's age or frankly, but, go ahead. But don't
2: be talking about me.
1: So <laughs> the, the, the four and
0: six record, I was, I was, three, two of those losses were against KD, Clay Thompson, and Steph Curry, I've heard Stephen A. Smith say the best backcourt to ever play the game. But I don't care about Kevin Durant. Wait, wait, Kevin Durant, the most prolific scorer at seven feet I've ever seen play the game. The, two of those losses. The third loss came without Kyrie and Kevin Love, who both got hurt.
5: Who
1: both got hurt? 2015 Finals.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's like, are we not going to give the reasoning into this? And I know Jordan was six and zero in the finals. But, man, before that, from his rookie year until 1989-90, they were 24-29 and 29 in the playoffs. Like, that's not good. But we only talk about 6-0. and We don't talk about all the things he led. I'm not even getting into that. All I'm saying is provide context now to how you lost. I'm still saying the Golden State Warriors team, they lost you two times. It was the greatest team ever assembled, scoring-wise. Never seen a team like that before in my life. I don't think a lot of basketball people, even if you're a savant, go back history we never seen a team like that.
1: Key, I would just say from a football corollary, there's something about it, and I'm not justifying it, Jay, but there's something about being unblemished. 6-0, six finals MVPs. You could say whatever you want about Joe Montana. The fact that he's 4-0 and in the Super Bowl, even though Brady's lost some, never threw a pick in the Super Bowl. There's just something about that perfection, even though he hadn't got there 10 yeah. times. There's something about that perfection that resonates with
2: you. Yeah, and perfection is, is, it is what it is, right? If that That you want perfection if you can get it, but LeBron's been to the championship 10 times. I'm a Michael Jordan fan. Okay? To 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 the point where I wore a knee brace and never anything was wrong with my damn knee. Walking with so, your tongue out. <laughs> yeah, so when you when you think about it, you can have the argument with Michael Jordan, LeBron James, if you want to you if you if you want to argue Kobe Bryant, you certainly can. You can argue Kareem Abdul-Jabbar too. He was just on the show yesterday. You read his resume. Yeah. How you going to talk basketball and greats and never – meant they just – they fly right over the cap. Like, the cap You're didn't even exist.
0: To... Wait, Zubin, what was your comment about uh, Joe Montana and Tom Brady? Joe Montana never threw a pick? In the Super Bowl and Super 4 and 4-0. Okay. And but is Joe Montana your greatest of all time? I think he is. Okay. Well, a lot of people have Tom Brady, right?
2: Man, I, I – look, man, I, I like them both. Okay? <laughs> I like them both. Okay. I can't – I'm not going to get caught up in –
0: If I like one more than the other, I'd take them both. I say we need to start addressing that conversation like that, Key. That's what I'm saying.
1: We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Just how good are the Tennessee Titans real?
0: Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast.
4: Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America.